Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I'd like to welcome you to the December 18th episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Let's start with this week's market update. March corn futures ended at 4.37.5 today, up 5 and up 14 week on week. December 2021 corn closed at 4.18.5, gaining 3.5 today and up 6 for the week. January beans added 18 and 3 quarters today to end at 12.20, adding almost 60 cents this week. November soybean futures ended at 10.81 and a quarter, up 9 today and up 28 and a half for the week. That old crop new crop spread widened out quite a bit this week and now stands at almost $1.40 from January to November. I still think it's a selling opportunity for new crop though. The big story this week is the push that soybean futures have made over the past couple of days with January closing above $12 on Thursday and Friday. Soybean meal also topped $400 per ton today and soy oil traded and closed above 40 cents a pound. Whether that means we've moved into a new plateau or not is to be seen, but we are finally above those psychological barriers. My normal saying is stay tuned. There's still a lot of time between now and South American harvest as well as the U.S. planting season. As we've seen this week, things can and do change in a hurry. One or two well-timed rains could push things lower very quickly. For now, it's good to see the current levels on the board, especially heading into a weekend and then a holiday week. With that, let's look at some of the other items impacting corn and soybean prices as we look at this week's bull bear factors. As far as bull factors for corn, export sales really jumped last week and at 75.8 million bushels, not only were they above the range of expectations, they increased by more than 30 million compared to the previous two weeks. Once again, our largest regular customer, Mexico, was the big buyer with more than 28 million bushels purchased. They have now committed to purchase more than 350 million bushels versus about 290 million at this point last year. Sales also included a little more than 6 million bushels to China. Total commitments to all destinations are now 1.637 billion compared to 677 million last year for the same week. Chicago March wheat stayed above $6 this week but did lose about 6 cents for the week. Argentina's corn crop was rated at 24% good to excellent last week as compared to 45% at the same point last year. On the bear side, even though export inspections climbed last week to almost 35 million bushels and up about 5 million compared to the previous week, they are still falling well short of the weekly average we need to see in order to hit the USDA's estimate for the year. At this point, we need about 54 million bushels per week to get to that current 2.65 billion projection. Now, keep in mind, many were disappointed when the USDA did not increase exports in the last WASDE report. The cumulative total is now 470 million shipped compared to 285 million at this point last year. U.S. ethanol production slumped last week to 281 million gallons, down 10 million from the previous week, and still well below last year's 313 million for the same week. Along with that, ethanol inventory increased again last week by another 36 million gallons and is now at 964 million. Not only is this the seventh week in a row of increasing stocks, it is now the second highest level for this week of the year, coming in behind 2018's 1.003 billion gallons. Lately, there has been some talk about blending margins increasing as gasoline futures have finally gotten back above ethanol futures. But behind that calculation, the overall crush margin in the ethanol industry is bleak. Many plants have slowed production recently. While we have yet to hear of any outright curtailments, if this continues into spring, we should expect to. It's kind of a drastic decision to stop production during winter and let a plant freeze up, so most of them will slow down but not stop during this time of the year. 
Gasoline demand did increase slightly last week to 7.975 million barrels per day, up from 7.6 million the previous week. However, when comparing to the same week last year, it's more than a 15% decline this week versus about a 14.5% decline in the previous week. I also have to believe that when we see the data for next week's demand, or during that week including Christmas, demand will be significantly reduced year on year. On the soybean side for bull factors, as mentioned previously, January soybean futures climbed above $12 during Thursday's day session and remained there, closing at $12.01 and a quarter. That was the first close above $12 since 2016 for the front month of soybean futures. Export inspections for last week were reported at 87 million bushels, and while this would be an uptick compared to the previous week that were said to be 84.4 million, the USDA once again adjusted that number to 95 million. So, another 10 million plus were missed in the previous week's report. We'll have to do some checking to see what's going on with these numbers. The cumulative total is now 1.179 billion bushels versus 687 million at this point last year, and still running about 70% ahead of last year. Export sales were pretty strong last week, coming in at almost 34 million bushels and just above the top end of expectation. Mexico was also the biggest buyer of U.S. beans, with just over 8 million purchased, or about 25% of the total. China was also in the mix, buying about 5 million. However, another 29 million previously designated as unknown was officially switched to China this week. This now puts total Chinese commitments at 1.15 billion for the year, or triple the 385 million they had on the books at this point last year. Total sales commitments to all destinations now stand just below 2 billion bushels versus just over 1 billion for the same week last year. Argentina's crop is estimated at 50% good to excellent versus 55% last week and 53% last year. As far as bear factors for soybeans, there really aren't a whole lot of them this week. I talked to one of my contacts in the industry and he verbalized what I've been feeling. It's really hard to be bearish right now for beans and that has both of us a little nervous. I've said before that most farmers really don't need me to be bullish. My job is to point out the risks of not selling. It's just a lot harder to do that this week. Argentina's planting progress was estimated at 68% complete versus 70% last year at this time. I'm going to continue to highlight that inverse in soybean futures as well as cash prices. And keep paying attention to that new crop 2021 price as well, especially with the action this week pushing cash values above $10 for October delivery. $10 for beans right off the combine? Go ask dad or grandpa the last time that happened. As far as what to watch for in our upcoming events, next week is Christmas and most, if not all, of our locations will be closing at noon on Thursday, Christmas Eve, and then will be closed all day Friday the 25th. The Board of Trade will also close early on Thursday at 12.05 and will be closed Friday. Another note about the next couple of weeks, the Bull Bear Banter will be taking a hiatus as we plan to take the next two weeks off. So, from all of us at Landis, we wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. I know we're all anxious to get back to whatever normal is these days, and here's hoping that comes very soon during the next year. But, as our old friend Sergeant Phil Esterhouse used to say on Hill Street Blues, let's be careful out there. And now for Tom's take. This week I've been thinking about the phrase, that's a wrap. As we close the books on the podcast, for this year anyway, I wanted to know a little bit more about that phrase. I made an assumption that it had something to do with wrapping a gift or tying a bow on something and that was finalizing things, but perhaps that's just Christmas seeping into my brain. As you probably already know, it's from the film industry. What I did find out was that the word wrap is actually an acronym standing for wind, reel, and print. This makes a lot more sense to me now. Even though we're not putting a wrap on the grain markets for the year, I want to say that until we meet again, that's a wrap. 
Or maybe I should just quote Porky Pig and say, that's all, folks. As always, I appreciate you listening to the Bull Bear Banter. If you'd like, you can send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or drop an email to podcast at LandisCooperative.com with any comments or questions. Our tagline has been, bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area account manager. Thanks for listening. <laughs>